welcome to the No Picks After Dark podcast. I'm your host, Aaron Dante. Today, we have a very, very special guest on. You know, I've been trying to get this lady on since, I want to say, January of this year. Maybe December. I, don't, I can't recall. Yeah. And we had a really good conversation. It was very enlightening. And, you know, it, it blew my mind because this lady, young lady, has so many things going on professionally. She's just smart on top of it great with marketing, helping companies out, and especially helping out her community. And that's a beautiful thing. Without further ado, Miss Sarah Beth, how are you doing today? Yeah, I'm good. Thank you for having me. That was quite the introduction. I'm very flattered. Thank you. <laughs> hey, nothing, nothing but love. Nothing but love here. Um, and Miss Sarah Beth, tell us about your company. Like, what do you do? Tell, yes. Let's talk about <laughs> you, your company, because that's all we had. That's my podcast is about community and companies that we need to help out during this time. And you were one of the shining lights out there. So go ahead, let you, um, the, the microphone is yours. Oh man, thank you, wow, okay. Well, uh, yeah, so I own a social media marketing company called the Boho Marketing Co. Um, and that is my full-time gig. So my demographic is startups and small businesses. I love working with that demographic because it's just like, there's so much heart. Um, it's a lot of reward for me. Um, my dad was an entrepreneur, so you know I grew up learning about like the rewards and the scary parts and everything. So, you know, kind of being able to turn around and help others um, in that demographic is really, really important to me. Um, but you know, I do social media services like uh, social media strategy, blog writing, content creation, things like that. But um, the other part that I do is like the training, teaching side of it. And I really have developed a strong passion over the last year, um, training and teaching teams, uh, and, and, you know, uh, the marketing teams that are in the businesses too. So, um, I love both aspects of that. Thank you. Thank you so much. Now, are you originally from Maryland? I am. I'm from Baltimore County. So out in the like Perry Hall, White Marsh, Kingsville area. Okay. And you have a passion to work with people. Uh, where does that come from? Where do you, you know, as you, this is, I think it's a special trait to have. Oh, well, that's really nice. Thank you. I, man, I just love like hearing other people's stories. Um, you know, being able to chat with other people, hear how they started their companies. So that's a little bit about how I started my company. I started just talking to people um, and hearing what they needed and kind of seeing what was necessary. And a lot of people were saying as startups, they couldn't afford um, social media help. So I really saw an area for that. But honestly, it's just like being able to connect with people and have people, you know, it's like hand in hand, right? I'm helping them, they're helping me and just having that network, it just helps you get through life. It makes life easier, I think. Nice, nice, nice. And so you, where did you go to college? What did you major in? Like, what was, cause always, it's always a background. There's a background story behind everything. Yeah. Where'd you go to college? Did you major in this? Is this something that you went to school and said, you know, I want to be an entrepreneur, you know, triple E, you man, something like that. So I did want to be an entrepreneur since I was very little. Um, I used to like set up a little shop every morning when I was about four or five and my, my dad would actually come buy back his stuff from me because that's all I had was like his stuff. So I would sell it to him. Um, so that was a lesson in sales when I was really young. But I, I didn't know what kind of company I wanted until um, I started this company, actually. So it was like a really long journey. I went to Towson for my undergrad degree. 
Um, and I majored in international business and I minored in French, which is not marketing, obviously. Bon- bonjour, comment allez-vous? Oh, wow. Okay. Oh, uh, that's, that's all I got for you. <laughs> that's good. Um, yeah, so I did a lot of traveling. I kind of thought I was going to go into international relations. Um, and I, I ended up moving to D.C. or like Northern Virginia for a short period of time and um, did more like government type work. Um, once I decided that that was probably not the industry I wanted to be in, um, I went and eventually got my MBA from the University of Baltimore and I majored in entrepreneurship, but I fell in love with marketing and I had great marketing professors. So it was awesome. So, you know, to talk a little bit about you, mm-hmm. uh, that makes sense to me a little bit about international because mm-hmm. now I'm, I'm a little, I'm a little off my questionnaire now. <laughs> That's okay. Because uh, just me doing my background due diligence and research, yeah. you've traveled many places in the world, mm-hmm. and international relations seems like up your alley. Uh, just just for me observing, I don't know too much. Mm-hmm. I'm just going for what I see. What did that? Was that hard not to want to do that anymore? Knowing that you've traveled, you like different cultures. From what I've noticed, mm-hmm. and is that something that you itch to kind of get back into, or just like you know it was like. And it's just not for me. I'd rather do what I'm doing and have my own company. Well, I never really got to get into international relations. I really fell more into like government recruiting and HR. Um, I mean, so travel is a passion of mine. Um, I started traveling when I was in school and a lot of it was business travel. So we got to meet um, other businesses in different countries. So I lived in France for a little while and I got to meet a lot of businesses there. I recently went to actually to Kenya Um, And we met with a business there, which was extremely enlightening. And I think just, you know, learning things from all of these different businesses, culture, people, it helps me do my work better here. Um, Just understanding that too. Um, But the travel is never going to stop. I mean, (laughs) I'm already like planning my next trip. So um, it's just, it really opens your world up when you start just listening to what other people have to say. It's very important, I think. I like that. I like that. So what are some things that inspired you to help market for local companies? Like, how did you get involved with local companies? Like, what inspired you to say, I want to work with mom and pop store instead of a big time store? What what inspires you? Yeah, I mean, I think my dad definitely was a big part of that inspiring me because he was, you know, like more of a mom and pop type deal. Um, Honestly, though, you know, when I really started talking to people, it was to learn from them. Um, I didn't know what kind of business I wanted. So I just started asking people how they started theirs. And I thought maybe if I hear like their story, it'll inspire me and I can figure out what I want. And it did ultimately lead to this. Um, But like the goal of it really leading to like a social media marketing company wasn't there. It was more to just learn from people. Um, So it's, it's just really cool how it worked out because then when I started, you know, my business, I already had clients. So just the whole like trajectory of it was really awesome. Nice. Yeah. I like hearing that. I like hearing that. Uh, so what are some of the trials and tribulations that you've gone through uh, starting your own business? Because everybody always seems like it's, you know, it's um, eight degrees, palm trees, sipping on pina colada. But really, it's a little bit harder than that. And a lot of people don't see that. The grunt work, the hard work, the nose. Yes. But what are some of the things that you've gone through? Man, I wouldn't say that it's it stopped anytime. <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> it's still going on. Um, yeah, I mean, you know, so 
it's hard to, one of the things that I struggle with a lot is the lack of consistency. So when you have a nine to five job, you have a steady paycheck that's coming in every week, every other week. Um, I'm very much a, like, I want a checklist and get it done type person. That's not always possible. So, you know, going in between, um, I think I had a lot to learn in the beginning about being flexible. So, um, there's a lot more flexibility to owning your company. You know, you never know where the next check is coming from sometimes. Um, and so, you know, creating a process around that to make me more comfortable is still something that I'm working on, but it's definitely come a long way to make me feel a little bit more stable. But for me, it was like the stability flexibility was tough in the beginning for sure. And then my dad's not here. So that's really tough for me. I would like to be able to ask him a lot of questions. It's rough. <laughs> yeah. Got you. Who, I mean, besides your dad, I mean, seems like a big, really big part of your life with mentoring you. Is there anybody out there who actually has mentored you, you know, and just said, pick up the slack and say, Hey, you know, this is what you can do. You know, this is how you should go with things. Did you have that? Yes, I still do. Um, you know, I have an awesome network of colleagues that help me a lot. So while I don't necessarily have staff, I have this group that can help, help me take on projects with my clients. Um, one of those people, his name is Andre. Um, he owns Andre Bean brand architecture. He's a brand architect, which is like so interesting to get into. There's only like 44 of them in the world. Um, it's pretty wild, but he has worked with, you know, big agencies in New York. And so he's kind of helped me, um, stop problems before they start. You know, he's given me that kind of information so that I don't make as many mistakes as I definitely could be making. Um, so, you know, the value of mentorship is just, I mean, it's huge. So, you know, how has the community embraced you as far as, you know, you're help, being a business owner, you're helping them out. Um, I know I've seen you work with different type, different companies. Mm-hmm. Um, you was a one that pizza place used to work for, used to work with. Um, I don't want to name, take the shot from all the companies you've helped, but what are some of the things have they embraced you and the word has the word gotten out that, you know, you, you got your stuff together. She's, she's somebody you need to talk to. Um, you know, I didn't actually, it's funny. Like I didn't, I wouldn't say I worked with the pizza company. They were just friends of mine. And that's kind of like a trend across the board. Like the business has become my friends. So like, they're not always my client, but I do help them because I want them to be successful. And, you know, like um, Medici, for example, um, my friend there, Stephanie, you know, like she just had such a heart for people. Um, Sometimes it's a learning transaction for me still. Um, I learned a lot from her about customer service and that helped me hugely. So a lot of times in the community, like, like my mentor likes to say, I like to build relationships, not build relationships. And that's how I feel, you know, like I start forming the relationships. If it turns into a client, that's awesome. If it doesn't, usually they refer other people to me. Um, relationship building can be a lost art and I don't want it to be. I think it's, it's essential for being a business owner. That definitely makes sense. It's all about relationship building. It really is. So where do you see your company within like the next five to 10 years? I mean, where do you see it? Where do you see it going? It's a tough question, but, um, you know, I would definitely like to be doing more travel. That was actually the initiative that I was going for this year before everything happened. Um, (laughs) 
you know, I'd really like to be in other cities as well um, that are up and coming with like entrepreneurship. There's so many of them. Um, and so I would like to do more of that. But, um, you know, I'm really trying to dive headfirst into like this training, consulting aspect of everything um, and doing more workshops and things like that, because um, I just I really enjoy teaching. Like for me, it's just very rewarding. Um, so, you know, I definitely more of a teaching push. Um, I have a couple other things coming down the pipeline surrounding like social media wellness that I'm really excited about. So definitely keep an eye out for that. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, that's kind of what I see, but as we can tell, you know, life changes all the time. So who knows? <laughs> Now you guys, now do you have like, I know you say you don't have a staff. You're a staff of one, correct? Correct. So what um, resources do you have such as like a photographer? Mm -hmm. If I wanted to set up my own social media platform and market myself, mm -hmm. take me through the steps of what would you do? How would, if I'm a new customer or client coming to you, tell mm -hmm. listeners how you would first, you're already welcoming, welcoming and you're knowledgeable. We got that. We know that. <laughs> but what is your pitch to the listeners out there? I mean, so when it comes to like a new client, first, it depends on like what their service is. But I think you're talking about like setting up your page and kind of getting the content right. rolling and things like that. Um, you know, so I have colleagues that I actually hire for um, photography, things like that. It depends. So branding, photography, graphic design, like I know people that I trust and work with to do those things. Um, and then I do more of like the strategy building, the, you know, content calendars, kind of the teaching process. One of the things that's really important to me with this teaching is, especially with what happened with COVID, is to kind of get people more comfortable feeling like they have the reins so that they can do what they want with their social media. And by teaching them and um, showing them how to do that, I think it's really important just in case, like, say, you know, you are trying to save your money. So, you know, you want to do it yourself. Empowering people to be able to do that and feel comfortable about it is really important to me. Um, but yeah, so I work with colleagues, um, you know, defining what your goals are as a client are extremely, I mean, it's essential, you have to do that first. Um, and then picking like which colleagues are going to be best and, you know, what strategy is going to be best for you um, is what's really going to be key and the learning, of course. Well, folks, I'm going to tell you right now, this young lady, she is a force to be reckoned with. Uh, she knows many people in the industry and a lot of people respect what she does and knows what she does and they follow her. And, you know, I, I, I follow her daily because she did give some words of wisdom. So kudos to you on that. Uh, a million people say that they know how to market the markets or companies. You know, I get hit up all the time. Mm -hmm. Hey, Aaron, can uh, I can increase your content page? Mm -hmm. I can increase to you have so many more listeners, you know, what makes you different? What makes you different that why would I want to go with you when I can go with Joe Smo, who I don't know? <laughs> yeah. He's just a random person hitting me up on Instagram. Yeah. Um, because right now marketing is very important in this time of age, and everybody's on the internet. Everybody's a lot of people are a little nervous to go out. And this is a good this is a good time to reach out to those people. What makes your company special? <laughs> You know, I'll give you the same answer that I give my clients that are that are nervous about competition in their space, right? So there's no other me, like no matter what across the board, like there's only me and there's only you um, and, you know, there's only my client. And so regardless of, you know, whether somebody else is doing marketing or the same things that I'm doing, they're, they're not me. Um, and so, you know, I use like my talents to help my clients and 
you just can't compete. Like nobody can compete with you. Nobody can compete with me because of that. Um, and I think that's a really good thing to remember because nobody can take that away from you, right? So it doesn't matter like how many people are doing social media or marketing. Um, and that is really, really comforting to me um, as a person. And it, it definitely helps, I think, my clients as well when they're concerned. That's great. That's great. So we're going to switch it up a little bit. Um, I know we're in uncharted waters right now, mm-hmm. society and business. Mm-hmm. What are you hearing from the your businesses that you're dealing with? What are you hearing from them right now? And you touched a little bit about it earlier, but you're talking about offering, you do offer online workshops. So I guess that's two full questions. What are you hearing from your business that you're working with, the companies and online training? Cause you touched about it, but let's go a little bit more in depth with that. Yeah, go ahead. Definitely. Um, I think the main thing that, I mean, there's a lot of things that I'm hearing um, in the beginning, you know, a lot of fear, but right now I think there's a lot of transition. Um, so a lot of people are trying to transition more to, um, digital that weren't necessarily doing that before, right? Baltimore is pretty unique. And I'm sure there's other towns too, like, I mean, I know there are, but I'm just going to speak to Baltimore right now, um, where it's a like reasonably sized city with a small town feel. So I feel like a lot of people didn't necessarily feel the need to really be online as much. And then when everything started happening, it was like, oh my gosh, like, let's get online. Plus, you know, the culture of Workspaces might be changing soon, you know, so there's a lot of that too. Um, So with like the online workshops, you know, it's again like that empowering people to be able to take control and, and learn more. And the more they learn, and this is with a lot of things. The more you learn, the less fear there is. And um, so it's it's been really helpful there. Um, I'm I did do live and in-person workshops. My plan is to start doing recordings that people can access anytime, but then having um, times with me that they can talk and ask questions to. I never want to take that personal one-on-one feel out of my work. Good luck catching up with her. She's pretty busy. <laughs> Um, but that's a good thing. That's a good. Busy is good. Busy is real good. Definitely. Um, so what are some things you're helping companies get back on their feet right now? I mean, I know with COVID going on and, you know, we're in stage one still, possibly going to stage two. Uh, restaurants are starting to reopen. Mm-hmm. Um, businesses are starting to go back in. Baltimore County, all the county, basically almost every place is re- reopening slowly. What are things you're doing to get them, help them out, just saying your expertise going forward? Yeah, I mean, spreading the word, like on my, on my platform, like um, SarahBeth.Ramsey, you know, like the people that I share on there aren't always my clients, they might be people that I have the relationship with, or just places that I like to visit or go to. Um, I love to, you know, just shout out to people in my stories or, um, you know, on my grid, whatever it might be and kind of help them with that. When everything first started happening, I I did hold a lot of free phone calls um, to help people just kind of wrap their head around social media and kind of determine like what some good ideas would be. Um, And I'm always available for those like quick, you know, free 15 minute, ask me anything kind of questions. Um, And then I also, I put out like free tips um, every week. So I try to do videos with free tips. I put out blogs. So there's a lot of um, free content on my page as well. So I would say like a combination of all those things. So social media, let's talk a little bit about social media. This sure. is not a questionnaire. Sure. So I, um, 
What do you, what's your, what's your preference? Um, are you, are you, uh, cause I always ask that about marketing people and social media gurus, like what's your preference? Is it Facebook? Is it Instagram? Is it Twitter? Because right now I feel like a lot of, just from my standpoint, I do podcasts right. and I have a lot of friends who associates out there who do, who tweet all day long. Mm-hmm. It's like a full-time job. I can't do that. <laughs> it is. I tweet, but I can't tweet so much. Yeah. Um, then I have some that do Instagram all day and I'm like, I, I, I I have a life, no offense, but I'm not going to Instagram all day. But then I have a different type of clientele that listen that, that all they do is Facebook. Mm-hmm. So what do you what do you say? I mean, I mean, do you look at demographics? Do you kind of look at who looks at things? I mean, you're the expert. I'm gonna let you talk. I'm just gonna throw those things out there to you. Yeah, I mean, so I guess my preference personally, and then what I can kind of see are, are different. But um, yeah, it's definitely demographic based which people are on which platforms and what kind of company you have as to which one is going to work the best for you. Um, it, when people are first starting out in social media, like the last thing that I'm, I'm never going to say, you need to be on all of them because some of them just might not work for your business. Um, plus we always want to start small in the beginning. We're not trying to like overwhelm people. So like, let's just start with what works the best for your business and then kind of branch out to the other ones if if it makes sense. Sometimes a platform is just not going to make sense. Twitter just might not make sense for some people. Um, and so, but then uh, along the lines of my personal preference, um, it depends on what I'm going for. So I find, I would say just about all of the events that I go to, which in normal times is quite frequent, um, Facebook events, like once you start getting into that, they just populate and then you pick other stuff that you're interested in. Um, Instagram, I love because it's like, it's very visual. It's very like artsy. Like I'm a creative person. So I like the tools that are available to me on there. I love Instagram stories. I think it's so much fun. I could talk about it all day long. Um, and then Twitter, you know, if there's something going on in the world that I really need to know about right away, or if I have a customer service question, or if I'm watching a TV show and I just am home alone and want to interact with other people and I'm using a trending hashtag, like I might use it for that. Um, and then, you know, LinkedIn to connect with business professionals after a networking event. So they all kind of have a different uh, place for me. Um but if I had to pick one, it would definitely be Instagram. I just love Instagram. Yeah, you did a story the other day that was really um, educational. You you do you do them all the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, let me rephrase that. You had it when you were um, taking a picture and you were showing how you have a you, like you hit the remote really cool because I was like, how is she doing that? Yeah. <laughs> and I had to read the comments to find out what was going on. Yeah. And I you said it, but um, it was really cool how you had uh, the camera set up. And I'm like, oh, that's pretty cool because you can video and vlog like that also. Mm-hmm. It's something that I might be looking to go on to future, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, so I really, really do like Instagram a lot. Yeah. Uh, I have found for my podcast, it's a toss-up. Mm-hmm. It's a toss-up. Um, Facebook is a different demographic. Yeah. You know, uh, I see certain stories. People listen to my my. Facebook page and they have it uploaded on my Facebook page. So cool. It's there. Mm-hmm. But then other pe- other people I interview, it goes it's higher downloads on the Spotify's and everything else from Instagram. Yeah. So it's very interesting how the dynamics work out and who, who listens to what, and you kind of curtail things and marketing, marketing, marketing. I always tell people when you come on the podcast, I need you to market. Yeah. <laughs> it's not about me. It's your product that's out sure. there. Absolutely. People want to know. So if you want to share your product, you go and now Twitter with me. 
it's a love hate relationship. Yep. Uh, I'm going to come out. I, this is what I always tell people. Twitter is like a devil's playground because there's so much going on. Like I just, I just call it that way. Cause so much going on and your day can be turned upside down in two seconds looking at something. You're like, yeah. I can't do this anymore. So kudos to people who can do Twitter all day. Yeah. I got, I can't do it. I can't do it. Um, I would, I do want to give you a huge shout out because this is a, this is a, the surprise I was going to tell you about. Okay. So Sarah Beth does something that's very cool. And, um, you know, I, I never thought about it and I did it for a couple of years. I stopped social media for like two years, got off it. I just got tired of it. That's just, wasn't my thing. Sure. Um, started, uh, back with my podcast and, you know, looked around and one of my colleagues, she was, uh, Jessica Love. She was, she was on, uh, the Thanksgiving special okay. for the podcast. Okay. And she was like, you got to look at Sarah Beth's page. I'm like, who is Sarah Beth? Who is this person? <laughs> so she's like, she always says inspirational things. She has a huge following. People love her. People respond. She's very into it. She does paintings. I'm like, all right, this is another millennial. I, I don't have to, I, I don't have to this. <laughs> and, you know, and, and they're like, no, she's like, she's really, really good in tune with everything. So I was like, all right, let me check her out. I was like, this is too good to be true. I can't believe this. This is, is this real? Is this person real? Like, so I'm getting to the getting to the story. So you know, we met and real McCoy, genuine. Who you see her on Facebook or Instagram? That's who she is. And you do something very special. You are you work on social media every single day. You do, yep. and you take time off. On Sundays, is it? Am I right? Sunday? It's Sunday, no social media day, okay? Yes. So, the recently, and this is kudos to this is giving you a shout out. So, I'm sorry, the long winded story, folks, but you'll get to where I'm, you'll see where I'm going with this. Now, once weekends come around, I take off from social media because I saw what it was doing to you. Yes. And I saw how one time how stressful, which you were showing one time was very stressful, and you can see the emotions on your face. Mm-hmm. That's how I felt sometimes. Mm-hmm. And just seeing that made me realize I feel the same damn way. I just don't, have, I don't, I don't express it that way. Yeah. So thank you for sharing those raw emotions mm-hmm. to your audience. And I hope the audience understands that, that is just true. Take time, take a break. So that's what I do now. Um, I, I, I try not, I try not touch the podcast. Once I get off, once I get off my regular job yeah. <laughs> or whatever, man. We're not going to stay, but you know what I mean? But at five o'clock, when five o'clock hits on Friday, I try not to get on social media anymore. I, I try not to because, you know what? I don't need to live my life on social media. I need nobody know what I'm doing 24-7. Right. So let me enjoy my time and live in the moment. That's awesome. And that's one thing I'm trying to do more and more when I'm getting older. Just live in the moment. Enjoy your time with your friends. Enjoy your time. Social media can wait, you know? Yeah. So thank you for doing that. You started that and you, you did it. And I, you probably don't remember that, but that's what I was going to tell you. So where did that come from, from just when you started that? Where did that all come from? Burnout. Yeah. I mean, same, like, I mean, everything you're saying, like I, it became too much, you know, there's this, there's so many different facets, but like, it just becomes this need to be, you know, always on. And I'm, I feel like I'm also always on in real life. And then I'm also always on, on Instagram or Facebook or whatever, Um, and it was just too much on, I needed to be off and, 
you know, it just, I realized like, let me just take a little bit of time. I had to do it incrementally, right? It's an, I mean, it's, a, it's kind of an addiction. <laughs> like you just want to be on there all the time. Mm-hmm. So, you know, starting to take a little bit of time and then thinking like, okay, how do I feel? Oh my gosh, I feel better. Where I wonder what a whole day would be like, you know? So then I do a whole day and then it's like, oh my gosh, I'm a brand new person. Um, and so really that, but yeah, I mean, it was a lot of burnout. I was looking at my screen time. Now it has that nifty thing that tells you how long oh. on there. Yeah. Oh. Like I don't want to know, but I do want to know, um, <laughs> so that I can watch out. And it was ridiculous. I don't even want to tell you it's embarrassing. It's, it was just a ridiculous amount of time. So, but that's your job though. You, that's right. what you do. Right. That's what you do. Right. So, but I just want to let, tell that little story to the listeners that, you. you know, you've done some great things out here and you definitely got to check out. And we'll plug her social media page at the end. We'll so we'll do all that good stuff. Thank all right. You. So we did all the crazy. We all did all the crazy <laughs> questions. Yeah. Rapid fire. Are you ready? Yes. What inspires you every day? People that continue moving just happening in their lives. I mean, I see it all of the time, and it's it's unreal, but it's very inspiring. Who's your, who's your favorite author? My favorite author is Michael Singer. He wrote The Untethered Soul, and that book really started to change my life for the better. Your favorite music group? (laughs) So this is tough, right? I'm a music person. I cannot dwindle it down to one, so I'm going to go with three, if that's okay. (laughs) Um, Okay. Lenny Kravitz. I, I mean, if you watch my Instagram, you know I'm obsessed with Lenny Kravitz. Um, the Beatles, which I mean, like it would be remiss if I did not say that. And then, uh, Citizen Cope is one of my mm-hmm. favorite artists too. Best crab cake. <laughs> oh, this is like such a controversial question. I feel like it's going to get me in trouble. It's only Baltimore. You got to do a best <laughs> Maryland, baby. We do ask you, we ask a crab cake question. Can I give more than one or does it have to absolutely be one? <sighs> we can do two. We can do two. two? Okay. I'll take it. Um, so there's a place called Papa's, which is like really, really good. Um, and then the other one is, um, uh, I'm going to say mother's grill. Actually, I worked there and I loved their crab cake. Okay. That's a new one. That's the first time I've heard mothers. Yeah. It's the first time I heard. Okay. Um, flats or drums. Drums. Definitely. Blue cheese or ranch. Blue cheese. A hundred percent. Yeah. All right. So I've already asked this question, but, uh, we're going to touch on I've noticed you're a world traveler. Yeah. What are your favorite cities and countries to visit? Yeah. So Paris, France, absolutely. Um, I just, I've been there several times. I feel like just very comfortable there. Um, and, and then I would say um, I've only been to Kenya once, but I plan to go back because, I mean, it just has a little bit of everything. It has the city, it has the beach. And then of course the safari was life-changing. I mean, it was absolutely insane. Nice. Mm-hmm. What is the best advice you've ever received? Uh, so that actually, <clears throat> actually, I was talking about this last night on my stories. Um, my dad, at one point, I was going through something. I was upset about something. And he left me a note, like a handwritten note, which he never did. Wow. Um, and, and I kept it, actually. And I keep it in a safe along with other things that have no valuable that, value to anyone else but me. Um, and it, he said, if someone says something unkind about you to live your life so that no one will believe it. And I just really, I mean, I really liked that. It really helped me like, you know, show like, no, whatever somebody says about me isn't true. And I'm just going to keep being myself. I like that. I like that. That's, that's, that's definitely cool. That's what's up. 
All right. So let's talk about your platforms. Where can we find you? Where can we, because I'm going to tell you, I've interviewed a lot of people who have uh, are charge of associations mm-hmm. and they have no idea how to do any marketing online. Okay. They're struggling. Yeah. Let's plug your play. Let's plug every social media where we can find your email address, website, all that good stuff you have. Sure. Your time. Go ahead. Sure. Yeah. My website is bohomarketing.co. Um, so it's .co, not .com. That can be a, a tricky thing. Um, my email is hello at bohomarketing.co. My Instagram is sarahbeth.ramsey. And my Facebook is the Boho Marketing Co. And one last thing. I, I make sure every guy, everybody got that. You say something really important also. You've talked about in your past mm-hmm. about it doesn't matter how many people are following you. Mm-hmm. You know, it's all about are they consistently listening to you and things of that nature? What do you say to the people out there who they live and die by the followers? Mm-hmm. They live and buy by like, this is, we got to have them follow. We got to have them follow. And I mean, when I'm learning the social media, mm-hmm. it's all one big game. Mm-hmm. To me, it is. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I, I can't, I, honestly, I saw a social, I saw a podcast started out recently and they have friends, but they all send them with a thousand friends within four or five months. Okay. Mm-hmm. To me, that's not organic. To me, that's they, what they were doing was following everybody else and everybody else is following them. But how many people are really, you know, really engaged, I guess. So what would you say to that? Yeah. I mean, you kind of nailed it just now when you said engage, um, you know, the engagement is everything for me. So if I notice a drop in the amount of um, engagement I'm getting on my posts or the DMs that I'm getting, uh, then that to me signals like what's going on. You know, like I, I want to be talking to people. Social media is called social media to be social. Um, and, and Facebook, you know, rebranded a few years ago and talked about how important the community is. Um, so if you don't have that community, like if you're just getting 10,000 likes and like four comments, like we have an issue, like we need to figure out why that is what's going on. Um, and so to me, like that is what is important is engaging with people. Um, a lot of the people that I talk to that are worried about their numbers, it's interesting. I'll ask them if their sales are down or up and usually they're not down and they're definitely up regardless of the numbers, but more about the content and the engagement that they're having on social media. So that's kind of my advice is to focus more on, on that side of it. That sounds like a workshop. Yeah, That's, it does, doesn't it? That sounds like an online workshop. <laughs> Never know. <laughs> I'm just saying, I would take the class. Please let me know. That's okay, I'm, great. All, I'm, I'm always about learning. The engagement. That's, that's. I think that's where it's at, engagement. I mean, mm-hmm. you really, are you getting your ROI, return on investment? Is that is that coming back for you? Yeah. So again, thank you. Is there any last words you would like to say before we head off? On the, head off? Is there anything you want to say? Shout out to anybody or anybody who's helped you out on the way or Anybody that you're working with or? I don't know. I feel like maybe we should celebrate the fact that you're Baltimore's best podcast. Uh-oh, uh-oh, uh-oh. You see, there you go. There you go. There you go. I wasn't going to say anything about that. Hey, you know what? I appreciate, hey, I think it's not about me at the end of the day. I tell, I tell people it's day one. It's about the people. I don't make the show. The people who come on, tell their stories and tell their company about their companies. It's about them. It's not about me at all. And that's what I want to do. Tell everybody's story. That's not my story. Yeah. It's your story. And it has to be kind of light. You know, I don't care if you have a 10,000 followers or 10 followers. I want you in the show because you have a fascinating story and your story is fascinating. You're doing a hell of a job. 
Um, I'm proud to call you my friend, not social media friend, because uh, you do what you're doing. You are responsive. And damn, six months. Can we get a little bit closer now instead of six months now? I know, right? <laughs> reconnect. But definitely, um, I appreciate that. I appreciate the love. I really, and again, this is for the people. It's not for me. Uh, I really just enjoy telling the story. And I'm glad people have acknowledged that. And, you know, that's what's all about. And sometimes you want to give up. Mm-hmm. But you know what? Um, when this award has now given me proof and putting that, you know what, people are listening. Not, uh, they're talking to yourself. Definitely. No, congratulations. So, thank, thank, thank you. Thank you so much. I heard, I heard the dog snor- snoring, so I don't want to hold the dog. Yes, she is. <laughs> I want to hear the dog. So thank you so much. Thank you. And folks, we are out. A Notebooks of Dark podcast. Peace, love, and happiness. <laughs>